gentlemen, welcome into the podcast. Welcome. I actually had this pulled up here. As I was going to do this for the intro, and I, I it clearly has has failed. I, I've overthought this, and and now here we are. But I was going to say welcome in a bunch of different languages because I'm talking about Universal Studios in this, and I was like, hey, you know what's Universal is saying welcome to people. Uh, so I'm going to butcher some languages right now uh, for your amusement and possibly the offense of my foreign listeners, but we'll, we'll see, okay? We'll see. So here's the, here's the languages that I'm going to give this a shot in, how to say welcome to, and then I'll actually proceed with having a organized and functional podcast. Uh, we're we're going to go with Czech. We're going to go Czech first. So apparently how you say welcome in Czech is Viteji. Viteji? I don't even know a Czech accent. Uh, Viteji. Uh, Dutch is welcome. Or welcome. Welcome. Okay. Uh, let's pick out another language before the embarrassment overloads me. Uh, German. In, okay, German. Come on. I, I can do this. Uh, I am part German. Uh, my mother's side, at least. Uh, Wilkemen. Wilkemen. Wilkemen the screen speak. I, sound, I think I sound like Count Chocolate there. Dracula or something. Uh, okay, one more. One more. Um, Welsh? Can I say welcome in Welsh? Uh, Krosko. Or, no, no, not Krosko. Uh, Kroso. Kroso. Kroso screen speak. What? Why does my voice have to change when I... I, I can't I just say Kroso screen speak? Like, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> welcome to screen speak. Okay. <laughs> I should have just done that. Welcome to Screen Speak. It is the podcast that is all about movies, life, and so much more. I'm Jordan Anderson. This is my podcast. And as always, I thank you so very much for seriously coming by and, and listening to this episode. I'm going to be talking about theme parks in this episode, specifically Universal Studios in Florida. The reason that I am choosing to talk about this is because I was there recently, uh, a cu- couple of weeks ago now, I guess it's been, since I've been there. So before I talked about it with everyone, which I did plan on, I wanted to make sure I had very organized thoughts on this and that I just really had everything laid out exactly the way that I wanted to talk about it with anybody that is listening to this. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. My goal with this episode is a few things. Uh, One, if you've never been to Universal, I think this episode would serve you well because I'm going to give you not only my overall thoughts on the park itself, I'm going to walk you through pretty step-by-step how our experience was and give you real insights as only a person can do that's actually been to a place that he's talking about. So I'm going to do that. Uh, two, I think that anybody that has either been to Universal already, they might just want to hear my take on it and see if I maybe had some of the similar thoughts that you had when you were there or something along those lines. That's, that's what I'm going with. So without any further ado or any other rambling or, uh, strange introductions, trying the botched languages, let me go ahead and just get this episode rolling. Overall, this place is movie paradise, especially for somebody like myself. I mean, you have tons of recognizable properties there. Anything from King Kong, you got stuff about the Hulk, you got Jurassic Park, you have Harry Potter World. Uh, you even have stuff for Dr. Seuss. Uh, there, there's even, uh, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, there's like Dudley Do-Right. Uh, I didn't even know who Dudley Do-Right was. I think I recognized the animation, but I, I've never... Never heard of Dudley Do Right. I mean, I, I'm 32. I think that, think that, I think that gives me clearance to say that I don't need to know who Dudley Do Right is. But I'm sure somebody does. Anyways, overall, it's a movie paradise. It's it's absolutely a movie paradise. But it is something that you cannot cover in just one day. I think if you just went there for one day, you would just be wasting your time. It really wouldn't be worth the trouble. Two days, I think, would be. Uh, bare minimum like ideal and then three days i think is actually the sweet spot now we were there for four my wife uh my wife and myself and then a bunch of her friends and uh, a couple of her family members we were all there so we had like a group of like eight or nine people i want to say but we were there for four days and i think that during days one through three we were able to get to everything we wanted to and then day four was just kind of more so a bonus day if you will to just see if there's anything that we wanted to ride again or maybe we wanted to go do something that ordinarily we wouldn't have put first and foremost when when you first get to the park but you save it for later kind of thing 
Um, so that's pretty much what the fourth day was. But if I have any advice, and, I, and I'll give some advice throughout this episode, I'm sure, or recommendations, definitely don't go for just one day. You, you got to have at least two. Three is the sweet spot. Four, probably overkill. Uh, but you can get by very, very solidly with three days there at Universal. And the reason why for the three days, aside from just taking in the experience and making the most of it, is because the park itself is spread out into multiple parks. Now, the parks that we went to was Universal Studios, but then we also went to Islands of Adventure, which is connected to Universal. There's also a third park that's nearby that is strictly a water park. Now, we went in late January, so even though in Florida standards it was still warm, it's not quite warm enough to go totally dipping into a pool uh, and get all soaked up in water, though that is something that happened at one point, and, and God help us on that because I about died from that, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <clears throat> um, but when you get to the park, there's actually a lot of stuff that is around the park before you even set foot in the actual park. Uh, they have this big city walk area there that has things like the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, there's a, there's like a Bubba Gump Shrimp. There's a Cold Stone. We did go to Cold Stone because we had a, a gift card. Uh, shout out to to Glenn, uh, uh, formerly Officer Glenn. He's he's now retired. It's been on my podcast a while ago. I, I need to get him back on. Uh, he gave me a gift card for my birthday, and I used it to get a, a delicious birth, birthday cake uh, waffle cone. Or something. I, I think it was sugar on top of sugar wrapped up in a waffle. Uh, it was delicious and made me super bloated. But, you know, sometimes you got to sacrifice those things in the name of fun, right? Sacrifice your health to, to, live, a, to live better. It's definitely not living better. In fact, my wife tells me sometimes that, you know, if you make like a really bad food choice, like if you eat... Uh, say like some really greasy, sloppy macaroni and cheese covered on a grease bomb burger. That your 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 choices are are reducing your life, right? So it's like I guess you gotta you gotta do the math. Uh, is it worth having a delicious moment of food pleasure uh, versus taking away I don't know an hour off your life, two hours a day? That's philosophical, isn't it? How much does food really kill you in the long run? Yeah, well, while you think about that, <laughs> uh, I'm going to think about uh, the City Walk uh, U- at Universal. So there's other things there I hadn't really heard of. There's like a chocolate emporium. Uh, we poked our heads in there and then literally spun around because we're like, well, this is this is just like a bunch of chocolate. So we don't need, don't need to do that. There is a Universal Studios store and a Legacy store that is there. Um, now this is like the first of the official merch before you go into the park itself and then go into subsequent merch, uh, merchandise shops on the subject of merchandise with universal. I, I gotta admit everybody it's, it's a bit disappointing now, maybe not in the, in the sense that you're thinking where, Oh, it's probably just disappointing because it's a tourist trap and the prices are ridiculous or that kind of thing. Now I'm not saying that there's not overpriced things there. There absolutely was, but I was actually more disappointed because of the lack of variety that is available in the merchandise. And call me maybe naive or somebody that didn't do the research beforehand, but when I think of Universal Studios, I think of a prominent studio system that has been around for over 100 years, okay? And over those 100 years, there have been a ton of properties that have been under the Universal banner. And obviously, there's been many that have done well enough to justify there being a park that houses a lot of rides and attractions based off these movies. But that said, <clears throat> I think, okay, you got a 100-plus-year catalog's worth of material, and basically all your merchandise shops are just rinse and repeat of the same like five, six properties spread out across all the different stores. And, and it's not like there's that much variety between all the different stores. Now, there is like a Jurassic Park theme one that looks and, and feels a little bit like the Visitor Center from the first movie, but the merchandise that's sold there is still very similar to the other ones. Um, and they all, like I said, they all have matching merchandise that goes through it. So there's Harry Potter sections in all of them, Jurassic Park sections in all of them, uh, Fast and Furious, God help us, uh, in, in a lot of them. Cat in the Hat, I mean, it, you just kind of see the same things over and over again, and I'm just like, where's where's something, you know, for, for something else that I would be interested in seeing under Universal? 
But then I also thought about this more too, and and it's like I'm almost like uh, defeating my own uh, my own preconceived notion on this. But I was thinking, I'm like, where's something for like uh, I don't know, like the terminal. Uh, you know, a Tom, a Tom Hanks movie that not many people really like, but it's like, how do you make a toy out of that? Do you make a toy? Do you make a shirt? I don't really know how you do that. Uh, in fact, let me just look up other things that fall under Universal's catalog here so I can sound a little bit coherent as I do this. Okay, so yeah, you have... A lot of movies here that there is zip in terms of merch or anything based around it. I mean, I'll just go through this really quick. Uh, there could be something for Tremors. Uh, you could have something for Kindergarten Cop. You could have something for, hell, Backdraft. I mean, that's a good movie. Uh, Cape Fear. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, Scent of a Woman. Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha-ha-ha! Oh, Charlie. Charlie, there's no merchandise for me. <laughs> Uh, God, that was stupid. Uh, Days and Confused, Schindler's List, uh, Reality Bites. I mean, I get it. You know, some of these aren't exactly stuff you could base a ride off of. But if I'm going to a place that's all based on Universal Pictures properties, like, then give me some stuff for like the more hardcore fans. Maybe I, I guess maybe that makes me a hardcore fan for wanting that kind of thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer to that. I'm just trying to rant about this and figure it out as i go there's also a cinemark at the city walk area of universal so you could take the entire trouble to go to a park to go see a movie at it i mean nothing against cinemark but if i'm going to go to a theme park uh i don't really think that seeing a movie is something i would need to do there but to be completely fair to be completely fair to the universal cinemark and all the other stuff that's there for the city walk you can have complete access to that without actually setting foot in the actual park itself. So I, I guess I should be fair on that in that you don't actually have to have a ticket to go to any of this stuff. It's all around the outside of the park. Uh, so take that take that how you will. And I will say one of the more pleasurable things that I did there, aside from eat myself to death at the Cold Stone, is I had for the first time... Couldn't, couldn't believe it was the first time I went to a Bubba Gump shrimp. Some some people could argue that it's tacky. You know, it's still, you know, still making money off a movie from the 90s. But Forrest Gump is a good movie. In fact, I should do a podcast on it because there is a lot to say about that. And Jenny, we all we all know. we Jenny, we, we know. There's a lot to say. Food itself was pretty good. We had a very nice waiter, and weirdly enough, I think my wife made a connection with the waiter uh, because the waiter said that he had worked at a Bubba Gump in like Sa- San San Diego, uh, San Francisco, one of the Sands, right? And my wife had been there once, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I worked at that uh, at that one or something." Very specific memory that no one cares about. Uh, anyway, so that's pretty much all the city walk stuff is just a lot of restaurants, a lot of overpriced things to try to get you before the real overpriced magic happens, uh, which is of course inside the parks at universal, which, uh, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and just proceed into going inside the park. Uh, so once you get into the actual park, you can choose to go to universal, which if you're walking down the city walkway, it would be on the right, and Islands of Adventure, as you're coming in, would be on the left. So we went to the right first and went into Universal Studios. So <clears throat> if I'm going to be breaking down this park and kind of explaining just the layout of it, I think it makes sense to explain it by the areas that are within the park and then talk about the rides after that. Uh, because all the rides are kind of segmented off into very specific areas, okay? So when you go into Universal Studios, the very first thing that you see is what I would call the old Hollywood area. Uh, so it very much looks like you're walking on to like the back lot of like old movie studios. There's even a couple like, you know, coffee shops. Uh, they have like a Today Show coffee shop thing. There's also a Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't really know anything about Woody Woodpecker. I've seen him before, probably when I was a kid, but I can't really say with any real degree of certainty that, oh yeah, I, I, I know and love Woody Woodpecker. 
Though strangely enough, my wife and a lot of her family, a lot of the Brazilians that were with us, they they know about Woody Woodpecker. I I think he was popular there in Brazil. So there's old Hollywood. There is the Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. Uh, there is. There is an area for The Simpsons, uh, which that was actually probably like the first area that I thought was was really cool when I went into the park and went over there. I mean, they have everything that I was not expecting. They have a replica of Moe's Tavern. They got the quickie shop. Um, they have like those big aliens. Uh, the one, I, I don't even know. They, they talk like this. They want to rule the world or something like that. Uh, they also had like, you know, some of those like kind of carny attractions where like you throw like rings onto some bottles and you can win a giant Bart Simpson, like something like that. Uh, but just aesthetically pleasing just to walk around. I mean, like you don't even have to, like I said, in that area, ride anything. You can just walk around and enjoy the visuals and kind of crazy to me to think how long the Simpsons has been around. Uh, I can tell you for the Simpsons, I used to watch it actually quite a bit. The, I I feel like it's like the third or fourth season, like was one that I really, really enjoyed, but I think it's on like season 36 or something crazy like that. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> they have an area on the men in black, uh, pretty sure it's just focused on the first movie. Um, they have an area that they call production central and kind of New York. Uh, they have a New York area, San Francisco area. Uh, and then there is part one of the wizarding world of Harry Potter, which is more focused on Diagon Alley. And I will tell you, I will absolutely tell you, um, holy crap, that is was amazing to see everything with Harry Potter. Now, I grew up reading the books. I love the movies, seen them multiple times, read the books multiple times. Um, not going to say I'm like a die-hard, like crazy Harry Potter fan, but I, I'm i a pothead to an extent. Uh, not, not Hey, hey, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Well, Puff's just the name of the boy's magical dragon. Right. Are you a pothead fucker? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the attention to detail for Harry Potter world and, and everything there is honestly outstanding. Uh, almost makes me a little emotional, like for real, thinking about it. Because I think about how many people probably busted their hump to put in so much love into all the buildings the replicas of everything. I mean, it is like you're at, it's like you're in the movie. It it is literally like you're in the movie for some of it. It it is that good. Um, and it's almost debatable, like which side of the wizarding world of Harry Potter is better at the park, the Diagon Alley side or the Hogsmeade side. But all those areas that I mentioned, starting from old Hollywood, going through the wizarding world of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley, that's all, uh, just within Universal Studios, okay? So then if you transition to Universal Islands of Adventure, there's completely different worlds that are within the park. Uh, they have a Marvel superhero island there. Uh, not today's Marvel. I think that's very clear to, to mention. I imagine that's over at Disney. But <clears throat> they have Marvel, like, think like early 90s or, or like late 90s animated Spider-Man, like that era of Marvel, they have that. So you have uh, like Spider-Man there, the X-Men's there, Fantastic Four has stuff there, uh, Captain America I think is around the corner somewhere. Uh, they have a lot of things there. They have a Toon Lagoon. Um, I'm sure some of those tunes are things that, frankly, an older generation would recognize. I did see that Betty Boop, I think it's Betty Boop was there. Never really understood the appeal of Betty Boop, but uh, hey, you know, Betty, Betty, uh, Betty's a boop, and, and she's at the Islands of Adventure. Uh, Skull Island, uh, Skull Island, so King Kong actually has a rather large section there, but it's mostly for King Kong's ride. Jurassic Park has a, a very big area of the park, as well as the second part of uh, Harry Potter World, which is the Hogsmeade side. And then they have two more areas that are in the island, uh, Islands of Adventure being the Lost Continent, which is like this kind of Greek mythology area. And then there's a Dr. Seuss area. 
Uh, and, and that, I admit, was also just cool to walk through. I mean, I, I, I'm no major Dr. Seuss fan. Like, I like the Grinch and I like the, what is it, the Green Eggs and Ham and some of those older books from when I was a kid. Uh, but I never I never really went crazy for it. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you this, too. I didn't realize, like, just how many things like that are, are, are packed inside a Universal that I wasn't expecting. Uh, and some of it was good, and some of it I'm just like, eh, I, I don't really care about that. Uh, but those are the areas that are in both Universal's, uh, Universal Studios and Universal Islands of Adventure. Uh, but now I want to get into the bread and butter of things, which is the rides and attractions. Okay, So I kind of just rapid fire went through the areas of the park, but I want to talk about those rides and give you my, my play-by-play on them, if you will, my commentary. And I'll definitely tell you which ones I think are worth your time there and which ones to just steer clear from and don't touch because... As much fun as I did have for a lot of the rides, there are some that are just, uh, there's some bad ones, uh, but mostly good. So starting with Universal, uh, they do have a Despicable Me ride. And I will tell you, and and I'm sure I'll have some people that'll be like, really, really, You, you didn't do that? I did not go on the Despicable Me ride. I didn't do it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I do not understand what the love is for the Twinkie people, uh, the minions, uh, the whole thing. I, I've seen Despicable Me, the first one, and some of it is is cute, yes, uh, but I don't know if it's just because I'm just too much of a hard ass uh, or I've just seen too many adult movies and when I go back and watch a kid movie, I'm just kind of like, ugh, like, I, I, don't, I don't need to waste my time with this. I just don't care. I don't care about the minions. I don't care about Despicable Me. And so when the group that I was with were going to go on that, I was just like, ah, no. Like, count me out. I'm like, I'll, I'll try just about everything else here, but I, I can't even live with myself if I go and subject myself to being in line for an hour and a half with the Twinkie people. I don't want to do it. So, nope. Passed on that one. Uh, but the rest of these ones, I yeah, the rest of these ones I'm going to mention, I definitely went on. They have uh, the first of, of a few. They don't have a ton, but they have a few really solid roller coasters there. And I rode this one called the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Now, this one does have like a pretty big drop. Um, but what I thought was unique about it is that they actually, in each of your seats, you have little speakers that are around your head. And just as like you're going up the ramp and kind of, um, you know, just getting ready to really ride the ride you get to pick a song like a classic rock song to play uh, and i remember i picked zz tops give me all your loving all your roller coasters too i don't think that's how the lyrics go uh but i i really enjoyed that but damn damn the neck the neck damage that those roller coasters can do sometimes uh, some of them I don't think are bad. Like there's certainly some that are very, very smooth and I'm not sure how long the rip ride rocket has been there, but it, it, it could also be called the rip ride chiropractor bill. Uh, because my, my head and neck was like bouncing around like a son of a gun, uh, riding that thing. And I definitely felt it when I got off though, I will also say to, uh, to not totally discredit the roller coaster, I probably could have kept my head back more on the ride. And I think that's what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to like intentionally try to lock your, your head or neck in so that it's not jerking around so much when you're going around those corners and whatnot. So perhaps I was just a novice at riding that roller coaster and should have known better. It's possible. Okay. There's transformers, the ride. Now, this is one that I, I think was the first that I started to understand that when you're waiting in line, you're not just waiting in line. There's an experience that can be had. And sometimes, again, good. And sometimes freaking god-awful annoying, which I will talk about that uh, eventually. But for the Transformers, the ride, you have the – there's this – there's this general actor. He's in the first movie for sure. He could be in the sequels for all I know, but I remember him from the first movie and he's very much a, a character actor. He's not like a lead by any means, uh, no discredit to the dude. Cause he's popped up in a lot of really good movies. Uh, but he always plays a military guy. I remember him specifically in three movies. Uh, there's transformers. He is also a military guy in X-Men First Class and also in Ridley Scott's Black Hawk Down. 
Uh, maybe by saying that somebody will recognize the guy. And, and in fact, I'll just throw in a clip of his voice right, right here. Unidentified aircraft. We will escort you to U.S. Sock Scent Air Base. If you do not comply, we will use deadly force. Uh, but Transformers The Ride was the very first 3D ride that I went on. And Universal definitely had its fair share of 3D rides. Some of them were pretty good, but I admit if you ride too many of them in one day and you know you get motion sick and things like that you, you can you can get a little bit of a headache uh, but i did enjoy the transformers the ride i mean it, it was it was pretty fun uh you spin around in this car and you know it simulates a lot of like ups and downs and twists and turns and and i did enjoy that um one of the 3d rides that i was actually really genuinely like shocked that i enjoyed was race through new york starring jimmy fallon yes the Tonight Show has a ride. How, how you might ask, is that possible? Well, I don't know. Uh, but you are basically simulating like Jimmy Fallon is taking you on a car ride through New York and the car can fly and it can do a lot of crazy things. But I just found the overall experience of that ride to be actually very creative and, and, and very fun, very fun and lighthearted. And, and it was not what I was expecting. So uh, definitely enjoyed that. Uh, oh, this next one is one of my favorite rides of all the rides I went on there, and that is the Revenge of the Mummy. It's an indoor roller coaster, uh, and I think it came out uh, probably around the second Mummy movie. Second Mummy movie is really good, um, as as is the first one. Uh, but the reason I think I really liked the Revenge of the Mummy one the first time I went on it is because I just genuinely wasn't expecting it. I think I thought it was going to be like another 3D thing. And the fact that it actually was like a true ride, uh, I was I was really genuinely surprised by it. And it had some good, genuine thrills uh, in there. Like there's a sudden drop at one point that you're not really sure about. Um, there's like fog and fire effects. Like it's, it's really, really entertaining. And I, I mean, I think it's held up uh, very well uh, ever since it came out, which let me see... Let me see when that ride came out. Revenge of the Mummy. Let's see. Revenge of the Mummy roller coaster. When did this come out? <clears throat> um, opened in May 21st of 2004. Wow. Apparently, it's max speed, by the way, for all you roller coaster engineers out there. It is 45 miles per hour. 45 miles an hour, huh? Anyway, uh, really enjoyed that one. Oh. Speaking of really enjoyed, uh, I'm not about to say that in this next sentence. In fact, it looks like I have already arrived at what I, hands down, consider to be the worst ride at Universal Studios. Okay? Uh, I, I promise you it will not get any more negative than this particular point right here. Fast and Furious Supercharged. What? Oh my god. Just... I, I don't know what they were thinking when when they made this. Not not in that, like, you know, why would you make a ride around Fast and Furious? Like, that's pretty apparent. I mean, it's approaching its 10th movie. Uh, it's going to be like a two-part finale. It's a huge franchise. Like, I get it. You got fast cars. Duh. It, it totally makes sense to do it. But people... When I think of Fast and Furious, let, 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 actually, here, let, let's let, let me let me get you involved, screen speakers. Let me get you involved in the experience, okay? Close your eyes for me, okay? Just like seriously, I, I want you to do this. I'm not just saying this. Close your eyes for just a little bit and listen to my voice as I describe something to you. And as your eyes are closed, tell me what you think, okay? You could say it to yourself or say it out loud. I I don't know. Okay, so three, two, one, eyes closed now. When you think of Fast and Furious, what is the very first thing that conjures in your mind? Is it a pogo stick? Is it a bouncy ball? Is it perhaps a car built out of Legos? Oh, no, no. Of course it's not any of those things because all those things I just said are ridiculous. It's likely a fast car, right? Probably it could be Dominic Toretto's muscle car, uh, Brian O'Connor's, uh, you know, his, I can't even think of it, his, his skyline, right? Could be that. 
No, 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 no. No, my fine listeners. Uh, what the makers of this ride decided to do is throw you on a bus. Yep. And, and not just a bus. They, they they make it be, as they say, a party bus. And, and God, God knows how the people that stand and usher that ride feel. In fact, one of them joked, he's like, I've only heard this song like 80 times today. So do the math on how much they like that. <laughs> uh, but they put you on a bus and you don't even really actually, dare I say, do anything. It is yet another 3D ride, and this one is not good. They they throw you into this party bus that has, like, you know, some lights, and, you know, there's a little bit of light music playing and stuff. Some little safety bars come down on you, and away you go while Tej, uh, Ludacris, is saying something along the lines of, oh, uh, the guy from Fast and Furious 6, uh, Owen Shaw, he's, he's trying to capture someone that's riding the bus, so he's going to come after you. And, and we have to get away. And basically you're left to just kind of ride on this uh, quote unquote party bus where you just kind of rock up and down slightly on like hydraulics and you look on either side of you and see, you know, simulation, so to speak, of like you moving fast. Uh, we see Vin Diesel like jump to a helicopter, uh, say, I think he says family once or twice. Of course he does. Right. Um and it's like all these things are happening. There's actually like a little like water effect, like a mist effect that happens for some reason. And I literally just remember like just the entire time I'm on the ride, I'm like, it, it can't just be this. It cannot just be me rocking gently up in this bus up and down a couple of times. Hell, the Transformers ride was more of a Fast and Furious ride than the freaking Fast and Furious Supercharged. Um I think Dwayne Johnson, uh, he, he shows up in it. Uh, this was clearly done in the time when him and Vin probably didn't hate each other's guts. Uh, but I just, I was so, I was so let down. I was so let down because it was not even remotely what I would have thought a ride dedicated around the Fast and Furious would have been. Uh, so just, I, I'll tell you another piece of advice. I would steer clear of that one. If you're at Universal, just don't even bother. You can go check out the gift shop. You can see like kind of the garage and like some of the cool model cars that they have. Like that's cool. Uh, but you do not need to go on that ride. Do do not go on it if you value your time. Uh, they also have like this really bad uh, sketch where like one of the one of the workers at the park pretends like he's talking to Ludacris and like one of the other people, but you could tell he staged it like 10,000 times and it's just going through the motions. Um, yeah, just, uh, damn, what a shame. That's how I felt about that. Uh, but onto the positive. Cause I did say that was as uh, negative as I was going to get, uh, Hogwarts, uh, Hogwarts express. Uh, technically I still consider this a ride because you do get to go on, uh, I mean, essentially a train and pretty sure it actually is a real train and it takes you from one park to the other. Uh, so I know on that, I think you, you either have to have a pass for the other park to be able to do that. Otherwise I, I don't know if you can actually fully ride it or just look at it. I like the Hogwarts express, uh, quite a bit. They have a really cool spot where you get to pretend you're going through a uh, platform nine and three quarters. So like, if you look at it from like just the right angle, it really does look like you're fading into a brick wall to get on it. Uh, I thought that was cool. I know Isola, uh, my wife, she has some video of me doing that, uh, somewhere, um, and then when you're in the actual train itself, uh, they have a fun little, uh, 3d thing that plays as if like you're going through the woods that are around, uh, Hogwarts, you get to see Hogsmeade, there's characters that kind of fly in and pop around you. Um, even like in the front, uh, hallways of the cart, they have like the characters pretend like they're walking by looking for a free compartment to sit in, uh, really, really cool stuff. Um, but I'd say like the first official Harry Potter ride we went on was Harry Potter and the Escape from Green Gods. And I, I did enjoy that. Uh, that was a 3D ride, but it still had actual ride components in it. Uh, so that was definitely a good time. The Men in Black ride, uh, it was okay. Uh, definitely not great. Definitely more for kids. Uh, you just kind of go on like a, a spinny go round thing and you're sort of recreating the scene from the first movie where he has to shoot the pretend aliens in the targeting range. 
Uh, they made a whole ride out of that, uh, but it it does feel dated. Like you're supposed to get points if you like you shoot the right stuff, but you can't even tell like what the hell you're shooting. There's no real laser pointer accuracy or anything like that. So it's kind of a waste of time, and you just spin around like an idiot and and shoot a bunch of aliens. Um, the Simpsons ride that was another 3D ride, but that one was actually really good. Um, very very visual, very creative. Um, and also, it was also fun before you board it too, because they acknowledge they like break the fourth wall that like you're on a ride and, and that whole thing, and and so that was fun. Um, one of their more dated rides that they have is the ET Adventure. Uh, it's clearly from like right around like maybe like a decade after ET came out or something. I'll, I'll probably botch it, and and I'm not even gonna look it up because I'm not that interested in that to tell you the truth. It's it's cute. Like there's some nice visual things. They they do a good moment on the ride where you're kind of riding like on like a bicycle and you get to do the moment of when you're flying over the sky with ET in your basket. That was nice. It's cute, visually friendly, but I, I I'm just gonna sound like an asshole on this. I I don't really care about ET. I never really have either. Uh, I think Steven Spielberg is a phenomenal director. He has directed some amazing pieces of work. E.T., man, I just, I, I don't know why that thing became what it is. Uh, but I also was not around in the peak of it. And so I can't really speak to what the culture and, and time was like when that movie came out. I, I don't even know if it would do well today if it came out with like modern effects. Think about that too. That's interesting. Actually, that that's a really interesting uh, thing to think about. Actually, is if you took a movie like that, released it today without anybody like famous behind it, would it really would it really have the same impact? I don't know. Just kind of speculating out loud there. Um, okay, there, there's some there's some attractions that are at Universal Studios as well. Uh, you can meet the Transformers. That was pretty cool. Uh, they have a spot with the Blues Brothers, the everybody needs somebody. I did like that. Uh, Blues Brothers, I mean, freaking Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, uh, you, you can't go wrong with that. It's classic. They even have the, the cop car with the megaphone on it and everything. Uh, they have these beat builders guys that basically just bang on um, buckets, plastic buckets, and do construction stuff. It's fun, uh, but I, you know, don't really care. They have the night bus, the night bus, Harry Potter attraction. Um, you can't really do much with it. You can just kind of stand by, take a picture with the driver, and, and move on. Ollivander's was cool. Uh, I thought that was actually very cute. Uh, if I had a kid, I would want them to go to that because they recreate a wizard being chosen for his wand uh very very cute the the actor that they had do it was very convincing and totally was like owning the performance that he was giving for these kids uh so even though my my wife and i we don't have any kids right now we still went to watch it and, and it was and it, it was nice it was it was nice it was nice um let's see oh we went to a horror makeup show that was fun uh, I, I'm not really like a big horror movie guy myself, but I do have an appreciation for practical effects and how they get made. Uh, and they actually had a lot of fun with the audience showing how, um, how you can like convincingly make someone look like they're really getting stabbed, but it's like a prop knife and they show you how it has blood that can like, in, uh, eject out of it. Um, that, that was fun. Uh, that was fun. And the performers that did that were also like top notch. Like they really had to be on the whole time. Um, very, very interesting, but I will say out of my favorite attractions that were at universal outside of like the rides, I'm just talking about things that you could watch. Uh, they have this area called the born stuntacular. That was cool. That was really, really cool. Um, you, it's, you're kind of like watching like an advanced motion stage play, uh, because you have a person that's pretending to be Matt Damon. You can't really see him well enough, so it's probably good because then you're not going to be like, ooh, he doesn't look like Matt Damon. But he has to do a ton of fight choreography on stage and simulate these fights all while keeping up with the stage that is moving behind him. Um, it looks very difficult to do convincingly and, and do it probably so many times throughout the day, assuming that they use the same people. 
And I know actually at one point the the show ended up having a technical issue and they had their production manager come out and just say, hey, sorry for the delay, but while we're waiting on them to fix this, we're going to tell you about all the ways that we move the platforms and kind of work the magic, so to speak. And I actually thought that was really interesting. Uh, there were some people that were booing. They were just like, oh, oh my God, what a joke. The ride won't start. I'm like, you know what? Shit. People make mistakes. Like, what are we going to do? Crucify them? No. Like, they're not trying to go out of their way to make you have a bad day. So just get over it. Um, but the Born Snotacular was really surprising. Like, I was very engaged with that. I thought it was a ton of fun. Uh, I would actually, I'd actually go see that one again. Uh, okay. I think that covers pretty much the rides at Universal Studios and then the attractions. So now... That was supposed to be a transition over to the Islands of Adventure. Uh, no no one at Universal says it like that. Come over to the Islands of Adventure. Oh, you're done with that park one? Go to park two. This is not even funny. You should probably not do this voice and continue on with it. Island of Adventures, uh, bulk of the stuff that we did there was rides. We did not really spend a lot of time with the attractions, though the one that we did do was around the Jurassic Park area. There's a raptor encounter. We were supposed to originally see a baby dinosaur, but... Strangely enough, when we were waiting in line for that, uh, the baby dinosaur had an issue, and so it had to get recalled back. But then because we were waiting in line, they let us like go budge up to the front for the next attraction, which was to see the raptor encounter. And that one was fun because it actually scared my wife a little bit, which is funny because like, you know you're going to go see a fake dinosaur, but she, it like roared at her the right way, and she jumped, and it, it was cute. Um, okay, the rides themselves. Okay, so first like serious ride that we went on there. Um, well, actually, it wasn't the first. It, it doesn't matter. Does does the chronology of this matter? Do you all care which one I did first? No, you don't. You just want to hear the rides. They have this uh, really fun roller coaster called the Incredible Hulk coaster. That one was awesome. That was freaking sweet. I wish I would have rode that more than once, but I didn't. Um, I talked about the Hollywood rip ride one. That one was cool, but the Hulk coaster had more of a wow factor behind it, particularly because of how it starts. What I loved about it is when you board it, you go through like this, like really trippy light tunnel where there's like lights that are like popping on as you're advancing on the track. And then eventually when the whole uh, tunnel fully lights up, it just shoots you out like really, really fast. It just shoots you out and you're off to the races and it all happens so fast that like you don't even have time to like think about it uh you're just literally like in like a fight or flight mode kind of thing and just totally going along with the ride and it was just fast uh it was it was comfortable and just a total blast of a roller coaster and and i'm not even i don't even you know what do i even say i'm not big on roller coasters because i really think after going to this park i i would go on just about any roller coaster i really yeah, I really think that because I, I went on a pretty terrifying one uh, at the Islands of Adventure, which I'll I'll talk about that here in a little bit too. But the Incredible Hulk coaster is absolutely worth your time. So if you go to Universal, you like roller coasters, definitely, definitely check that one out. Uh, for a little lighter fare, they had the Storm Force Acceleration. Basically, you spin around a bunch and try not to get sick. Probably not a good sell, uh, sales pitch, but yeah, that's what that ride is. They have another 3D ride, The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. Spider-Man, he does whatever a spider can. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. Uh, the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man was fun. I used to watch the animated Spider-Man when I grew up, so that was kind of a callback to being a kid. Good time. Ah, uh, this next one, Popeye and Bluto's build, Builds Rat. It's a barge. It's like a river barge. You float through a river and get wet. Here's my advice. This ride would not be a problem if you were going in like peak July or August in like nice tropical summer heat. But we went towards the end of January and the day that we were there for that, it was kind of overcast. So the sun wasn't even really much of a comfort to dry you and we were dumb and didn't have a change of clothes. So I was basically cold and wet for the rest of that day because it was fairly early into the day that we went on this ride. 
Uh, and I was pretty miserable after it. I, I, I wish I could say I wasn't, but it was very cold. And, and even like, you know, your clothes like dry ish, but like you're still in wet clothes. And I really actually think it led to uh, me getting like kind of like the, the sniffles because my allergies and sinuses were all screwed up uh, after doing that. And I, and I blame I blame the barge. But really, don't you think I should just blame myself? I mean, what was I thinking? I went onto a water ride and got soaked and didn't have a change of clothes. Like, what what are you expecting? Are you expecting a clean bill of health after that, you dummy? I, I don't know. I'll just try to keep it real here. If I if I mess up and ride a Popeye's barge and get wet and, and don't take accountability, then what 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 good? What good is that? We also went on a ride called Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls. It's a glorified uh, log ride. That one was fun. Log rides, in, just in general, they're they're a good time. They're kind of freaky. You get wet. They have the camera where you're like, ah, the, that whole thing. Uh, I try not to buy those photos if I, if I can help it. I did buy the one that we went on for the Revenge of the Mummy because I genuinely had like a real reaction writing that, and it was a really good photo. I think I paid like, I think I paid like $25 for that photo, $25 for like an eight and a half by 11. But Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a memory. It's a good memory. $25 memory, but you know, <clears throat> who needs money? Who needs money? I'll be dead one day anyway. <laughs> Jesus dark. Um, okay. Skull Island reign of King Kong. Now, this is thankfully modeled around Peter Jackson's King Kong, which I am a very big fan of. But I will I'll, I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed the ride a lot, but I was really honestly surprised just how much real estate the thing took up considering that most of it is just a 3D experience. Um I'm not trying to complain cuz you also you do ride a bus on this, but it's not like a stupid Fast and Furious bus. Um, you're kind of going through the jungle and it does do more clever things in my opinion of incorporating the movie into the ride, uh, even some of the characters, uh, and those really nasty ass slug worms. Oh God. Uh, sorry. It's just, this, this is, if you can feel the uncomfortableness through the mic, uh, it's for a reason. When I think of that scene in King Kong, when Andy Serkis's character gets sucked up to death by the worms, Ooh, ooh, oh my goodness. I, I still say, I still say to this day that that is one of the most gruesome, disgusting deaths that I have seen in the movie. And it's not even really gory. It's just slimy. I mean, quite literally, because it's slimy worms, but like they're just so gross and they have their those teeth and those suction things. And ugh, just freaking gross they they even have uh, a replica one while you're waiting in line like it like moves around and everything it was like oh getting the heebie-jeebies thinking about that but uh very very cool very very cool effects i mean i i liked the overall vibe and and just everything they did with that one it was very very cool um oh now the the best the best roller coaster there is the Velocicoaster. Uh, I don't even think it's a contest. The Incredible Hulk coaster is not far behind, but the Velocicoaster, man, it goes fast. Like, really, really fast. Let me let me look this up so I can make sure I actually get the speed right on this. Velocicoaster. Yeah, that thing goes up to 70 miles an hour. And you feel it because it is a very quick ride. Uh, very, very quick ride. Um, it was like total adrenaline, like fear and exhilaration all mixed up into one. I'd never been on a roller coaster that intense uh, ever in my life. But I I admit I would do it again in a heartbeat because, again, the experience of it. Hang on. My cat, my cat is sniffing my ATAT Lego and I think she's going to knock it down. Uh, okay. Where was I at before I got distracted? Uh, oh yeah. The Velocicoaster. So the Velocicoaster was just, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's fear, it's exhilaration, it's adrenaline, it's excitement. I mean, I felt all of that for that coaster. I mean, it, it and we wrote it actually, we wrote it at night too. Uh, cause by the time we got there, the, the line for it was fairly long. I think it was like, it was like an hour maybe hour 15, something like that. 
but I do think it was worth it because I just, I've never wrote anything like that. I'm not sure if I ever will again in my life. And it like twists and turns you and you have huge drops, uh, great visuals. They have like the sounds of dinosaurs and stuff. Like it, it was, it was fantastic. The only thing if I, if I'm looking for a con against it is that I wish it wasn't built around a mediocre movie like Jurassic world. If it was around the first Jurassic Park, even the second, that would have been good. Or hell, even the third. But I am not a fan of those Jurassic World movies. Uh, Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I haven't seen Dominion because I just heard enough bad things that I think I can, within reason, just stay away from it. Perhaps if I had a little too much to drink and it was like a Saturday at 2 in the morning, perhaps then I would watch that. I I think that's about the only circumstance that that's going to happen. Um... But yeah, it's just kind of a it's kind of a bummer that it's around a eh movie, but it is it is really really cool. Um, Harry Potter has another couple of rides that are on the Hogsmeade side. There is Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. That one is cool because it's a 3D adventure where like you're kind of like riding on a broomstick, and the simulation behind that was very convincing, and they do great like when you're dropping. Uh, low with hair going high uh, around the castle or with, with the hippogriffs. Uh, really, really definitely enjoyed that one. And again, just the overall spectacle of that side of the park. Because they literally have like a two scale size of the castle. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's really, really crazy. I mean, they have a replica of like Dumbledore's office and like these key parts from the movies. And, um, also fun too, because some of the actors, some of the original actors like do scenes that are specific to the ride. So it's like, you're almost kind of seeing uh, new footage for the first time. Cause you haven't seen it on any of the behind the scenes or, or anything like that. You're just totally uh, seeing it as, as far as your experience goes for the ride. Um, probably the most mediocre Harry Potter ride is this next one where I think I had alluded to this before uh, talking about it mm, earlier on. I I don't know if I did. They have this ride called Flight of the Hippogriff. And the ride itself is okay. I mean, it is a kiddie roller coaster, definitely for kids. But the line for it was kind of ridiculous for what the ride was. Like some of the other ones I could could forgive it. I was like, okay, like this is a long, a long ride. Uh, line but the payoff is worth it and for this thing I just didn't feel it and what's worse is you have to listen to uh, uh, Robbie Coltrane I mean may he rest in peace but he has this voiceover that plays like on loop when you're waiting in line for this thing and I must have heard him say freaking a billion times just bow your head bow your head to the hippogriff just that's right just bow your bow your head bow your head I'm about to bow my head into the sand if I have to listen to you talk more or banging up against a wall or anything to have to to have to do that. It's like, could you not just record more than one line of freaking audio? I'm going to be standing here for an hour and a half. I need to hear more than just bowing your head. Ugh, just, ugh, just frustrating. Um, <laughs> but anyways, why did, I, why, why did I get so mad? Is it mad? I don't even know if it's mad. It's just... Yes, I don't know. It's it is getting later at night at the time of me recording this, but whatever. I'm salvaging this episode for what it is. That's that's the truth. Um, one of the other best rides of the park is Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Now it's also one of the longest lines, so I will warn you on that. Uh, I think the longest we had to wait for that one was like two hours. Two hours, kind of nuts. But the time does go by, at least when you have people and you kind of have things to look at and stuff. But still, like your your legs get pretty freaking stiff. Uh, but the reason why the motorbike adventure was among the favorites is because a it's just very creative. Uh, you and another person, so it was me and my wife. We we both took turns being in the passenger seat of the bike or in the sidecar. Uh, so we got to do both, and you just zip through this cool forest area you go through uh just a lot of different scenes from like the movies and whatnot um but the ride itself has a lot of creative elements towards it 
there's a part where like the bike pretends like it's out of gas and like you actually think you're gonna like fly off a part but it goes in reverse yeah you end up flying backwards until you get stuck in devil's snare and then you do another like fun unexpected drop i guess i just spoiled it because now you're gonna know that there's this drop when you get to that point but it is really fun and, and it's not like a terrible drop it gives you like just like a little brief rush uh in your stomach um but then, like, it's it's also really fast, too. Like, there's parts where it's like, all right, let's rev up the bike and just vroom. Like, when it goes, you're just like, oh, shit. Like, I actually feel like I'm, I'm really driving this motorcycle. Um, and it's just absolutely thrilling, that ride. Absolutely thrilling. Um, Hogsmeade Station, the Hogwarts Express, like, that's kind of the second part of that, where it just takes you back to the other side. It's all basically one ride going on that train. Uh, and then the only other ride that we touched on was Poseidon's Fury. And actually, you know what? I shouldn't actually call that one a ride because it is it is more of an attraction. You're not actually riding anything, but you do see some things. Um, they probably should just get rid of the ride. I, I don't, I don't want to be a dick to the people that like uh, Greek mythology and stuff, but I think there's other universal properties that could easily take up that real estate and have it fit more with the park. Cause it almost feels like uh, a portion of the park. That's like from like a bygone era of just, it's not really relevant to everything else that's going on. Um, they have like a guy who's supposed to be like a tour guide showcasing you through like this tomb, but there's like a, uh, mystical energy going on with uh, Poseidon's trident and the guy that's like hosting the whole thing like he's fun like he, he gave it his all I felt like but it just felt again probably being a broken record but in comparison to everything else it just felt the most dated uh, I would say so maybe maybe don't go on that one if you don't have to um, but yeah that's it I just realized I went through all those rides pretty quickly but i i didn't want to i didn't want to waste your time i know your time is money or money is time the one one are the same they're kind of both uh but i did just feel like universal was such a trip it was a four-day experience i'll never forget it had a lot of highs had some lows that i look back and laugh at now because i'm looking at you fast and furious stupid party bus thing was a joke (laughs) but I mean, it's it's great. I I would I would definitely go back. I'm sure they'll change out some of the rides between now and whenever I do come back. I, I don't know how soon it would be. Uh, whenever I do have kids, I think it would be fun to take them to a place like that. Or you know, maybe I would take them to Disney. Um, certainly not going to Disney without kids. I'll just say that. I I I know they got the Star Wars Land now and Avatar, and I think they're doing some stuff with Marvel there. But I I can't I can't go there without kids. I don't care about Mickey Mouse that much. But Universal, I could definitely do without kids uh, because there's enough things there that I can get behind and, and still really enjoy. So if I'm going to bottleneck this down or, or just really simplify the thoughts here, I'll boil it down like this. The pros of Universal is that it is, this is a pun, but it does have universal eye candy. I mean, there is something for just about any level of fan of movies that would go there and find something to enjoy strictly just from looking at it. Um, so there's some really cool things there. Uh, it's certainly family friendly. Some of the roller coasters, like the Velocicoaster Coaster and the Incredible Hulk Coaster, those have some really big thrills. Um, even some of the more surprising rides like the revenge of the mummy or the Hagra's Ma- uh, motorbike adventure. Those were really fun. And I think inventive with how they handle those rides. There's a lot of 3d rides, uh, arguably a little too many, uh, but some of them are also well thought out, but others can kind of make you want to barf. So there's that few attractions are a little bit dated, but it's okay. Um, And I would also say that if you're going to go, you need to, you know, make sure that it's at least three days, three, well, sorry, two days, two days minimum, three days max, four might be overkill. And if you can help it, just because things are so expensive, uh, I would definitely recommend buying passes when there's like a buy one, get one day free thing. And something else I will tell you too, as an absolute pro tip that I'm so glad that we did is we packed uh, protein bars and beef sticks and like trail mix, things like that. If you want to save yourself an arm and a leg on buying overpriced concessions at the park, 
definitely, definitely do that. Because believe me, you're not missing out on some wild park food that you can't get anywhere else. It's pretty conventional park food that you would be able to find. Uh, And if you like saving money and you're not a millionaire uh, like myself, I would definitely, definitely advise that. Um, Some of the cons, you got to walk a lot. You got to walk quite a bit. I'm sure they have like shuttles and things like that. You could argue that the Hogwarts Express is a shuttle, but you still got to wait for that. Um, so, you know, be, be prepared to walk a lot, be on your feet. Um, uh, but if you can stand that, I, I, I think you'd still be okay. Uh, and then just avoid maybe some of those more vomit inducing 3d rides and some of the kind of dated areas. Uh, and if you don't give a crap at all about like Dr. Seuss or maybe some of those more kind of kitty sections, you, you could avoid that. Um, but I still don't think it detracts from the overall experience that is Universal Studios. Anyways, everyone, uh, I hope that you found this episode enjoyable. Hope that you found my insights and observations on some of these things going on at the park interesting. Uh, perhaps if you were on the fence about going, you might decide to go or you might say, oh, that Fast and Furious ride sure as hell convinced me to never go to Universal Studios. I don't know. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to try to uh, entertain you on, on this particular episode and and hopefully just have you walk away with some solid takeaways about the park. Uh, but anyways, everyone, I, I can't thank you enough for checking out the podcast Uh, giving it your support, giving it the love. Really, really appreciate it. And I will see you all, talk with you all in the next episode. You all take care. Bye.